0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Coming up on Studios America, Glenn Beck resumes his weekly tradition of terrifying you into the fetal position. Gwyneth Paltrow brings her goop to Netflix, so we should all be preparing to go full Elvis on our TVs. And everyone in the mainstream media knows exactly how to manipulate narratives with single out-of-context images, They're practically teaching that in journalism school these days. Luckily, conservatives like to, I don't know, see the entirety of an issue before we make a decision. So let's put that into action and do the real border story.
0: Stu does America.
1: Allow me to take you back in time to March of 2021. Do you remember how old you were in March of 2021? Long time ago. There is this growing crisis within the Biden administration, and it was really a, an ugly increase in the amount of border traffic that was approaching the border and eventually crossing it. There were, the apprehensions were way up. We've talked about this before. They, they had a chart built. Uh, that they would release every single month of how many apprehensions or interactions they had with people on the border. And it showed it went up to 200,000 and it was usually hanging around much lower than that. Sometimes it would even get up to 150, 160,000. Since Biden has been in office, we went up to 200,000 and then they just had to expand the chart. Like they just had to say, okay, let now the top of the charts, 250,000 or 300,000. Let's just keep moving it up and hope that it doesn't get any higher. So we've been over 200,000 uh, coming in to uh, the United States, and, and we know the number is much higher than that. That's just the people they actually are interacting with. These aren't the people that are coming across and not even being stopped. So this uh, this humanitarian crisis, as it were, unfolds on the border, and interestingly the media actually kind of covers it like biden has to take a couple of tough questions about it Uh, the media is talking about it and then of course it was cured and they stopped talking about it or it just made just the second part Maybe they just stopped talking about it, even though the border situation wasn't cured. And maybe it just continued to rage this entire time. And as we've gone through era after era after era of Biden related catastrophe, this one has burned in the background the entire time. The idea that the border has been in crisis for basically every single day since Joe Biden walked into the White House. It just hasn't been covered in a while. So this has been going on behind the scenes as we've talked about Afghanistan, as we've talked about spending, as we've talked about inflation, as we talked about COVID and all these other things. The border continues to burn on. We've still covered it here, but it's been pretty freaking rare that people have talked about it. So enter a new era. Haiti has a situation. I don't know if you've heard about it, where, first of all, their president was murdered. In the middle of the night at his house. Secondly, they did an investigation. They were like, hey, um, new acting prime minister kind of seems like you might have been involved in killing the last guy. So we you're not allowed to leave the country right now. That's going on. They also have a major earthquake, which does all sorts of damage because, you know, I think it's a year uh, that uh, it's an odd year. Uh, so in odd years, basically, I know, it's 2010, any, basically every year they have an earthquake that wipes out half the society. That's sort of Haiti life, you know? That's, that's the Haitian life you sign up for when you go to Haiti. You realize pretty much an earthquake's going to wipe out the society every year or two. So all that's going on, and there is this sort of promise by the U.S. government that, hey, you know, people who are, uh, are trying to leave Haiti— uh, or, you know, come here in, in, these, in these moments. We're going to welcome them with open arms. That sort of message ha- was part of the Biden campaign and has been part of their messaging throughout. We're nice now. Dr- Donald Trump was mean. Now we're nice. Well, everyone understands what that means. It means this administration is not going to take the border seriously. So that rumor spreads all throughout Central America. And it's interesting because it's very difficult to go from Haiti to the southern U.S. border. If you're going to go from Haiti to the United States, you probably go to Florida. Why are they coming up over, uh, through the Mexican border? Well, these people are not, generally speaking, people who came from Haiti. They're people who came from Haiti to Colombia, to Venezuela, to Costa Rica, to Mexico after the 2010 earthquake and have been living there for a decade or more. And now we're seeing the wonderful open doors from the United States. So, as you've seen, and as we've showed you on this program over the past couple of weeks, fifteen thousand Haitian or formerly Haitian uh, immigrants have come up and have crossed the Rio Grande and are hanging out under a bridge. They're crossing back and forth, making you know sort of DoorDash runs back and forth, but they're 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 mainly living now under a bridge in Rio Grande, Texas. We've showed you that footage. Now, you'd think that would be enough to get people talking about the border once again. However, it was not. It was not. People really weren't talking about it. Fox News had a drone down there. The FAA said, it's dangerous to fly drones in the middle of this area near a bridge. So they made them stop. They were just trying to stop the footage from getting out. But it didn't seem to matter. Only Fox News and conservative media were even airing it. However, The media finally got what they wanted. They finally got their image so that they could cover the border again. How do you cover the border if you're on the left, if you're in the media and you want to paint every immigrant as wonderful and and, and a a terrible victim of this oppressive uh, border patrol? Well, you look for the one incident you can find where things look terrible. You snap that as a standalone photo and we have the horse. Uh, photo that you've been seeing around the media the last 24 hours or so. Here's the first one. This is probably the one that's been shared the most. Now, if you look closely here, it's odd. You don't see too much genocidal oppression that, that goes against people holding to-go food from a restaurant. It's not a typical pattern. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the World War II pictures, not a lot of to-go food in those photos. But I guess what we're supposed to take from this is this evil, evil man, border guard on a horse, He's going after these immigrants and doing something terrible to them, pulling on his shirt. First of all, that stretches out a shirt. I tell I tell this to my kids all the time. You start stretching the neck of your shirt. It's not going to look good. I don't want to buy you a new T-shirt. T-shirts, uh, they can be pricey. So don't stretch out your shirt. And that's very bad of the border guard. Of course, obviously breaking the law and crossing the border. No concern whatsoever of the media. But this guy's shirt and his to-go food, he could have spilled that. There are chicken fingers in there. Those chicken fingers could be on the ground right now for all we know. Sad. Here's another photo. This is another one from the same shoe. Again, look at this is where we have the idea that um, the border guards were whipping the immigrants. Now, of course, this was immediately debunked, though the reins they're not it's not a whip, he's twirling. Uh, these are the reins of the horse. This is immediately debunked. There's video footage of it being debunked everyone knows it's not true the media all day today still running with it they don't care they don't care if it's not true how how many people heard it wasn't true how many people saw the contextual video not many we'll just say it and then people will believe it that's the way this works another photo from uh from this these evil horse uh this evil horse situation now I will say you know I thought the left would like the horse thing first of all they always love their animals And secondly, uh, if he was on like a tractor or something, he'd be using fossil fuels. This is a much greener way of enforcing the border. All of this is just a distraction from the real situation that this president is overseeing the worst border situation that we've seen in decades. And, you know, look, I was here for the Obama thing. I remember how bad that was. Trump took the, the, the border very seriously, but there were a lot of problems on the border during the Trump administration, too. This is not I mean, as Biden seems to be doing, he's setting records all over the place every single day. And it's a lot of this is just it's just based on lies. You may have seen the back and forth between Jen Psaki and Peter Ducey when it comes to vaccinations on the border. And, and this is what's so troubling about this we know just by watching their answers that they're lying to us how are we supposed to solve these problems if we can't get word one of truth from the administration and this is a little detail maybe i'm getting a little technical here maybe i'm being a little bit of a, a constitutional stickler maybe i'm a little bit too process oriented here but jen Psaki works for you jen Psaki is not a campaign official that works for the biden campaign you pay Jen Psaki. Jen job is to deliver reliable information to you, a citizen. She is a, an employee of the government. She, her job, press secretary, is to take, obviously the president can't be out there answering questions every day, he's a busy guy. So he's supposed to have a voice who can communicate logical, reliable information that makes something close to sense occasionally. Now, on both sides of the aisle, that has turned into basically the president's lawyer. Uh, you know, you, uh, here's the best case scenario we can paint uh, on uh, uh, on whatever policy disagreements going on. But Peter Ducey asked a really rational question. And it goes to the basis, I think, of, of how what of how so many problems that people have with, with all these COVID regulations. You don't seem to be taking them seriously. Why should we? You have the San Francisco mayor going to a Tony, Tony, Tony concert because, you know, gosh, you got to have your mask off for Tony, Tony, Tony. You watch the Emmys. You watch the Met Gala. You watch uh, the video music awards. All these guys are out there with their masks off, hanging out at a table, not performing. Doesn't matter. They just keep doing it and they keep putting it in your face over and over again. They're writing laws in these cities with carve outs for celebrities. People who are performers, people who are sports celebrities, politicians, they can do what they want. You can't. And it would be one thing if they actually believed any of this stuff. But here is an administration that has told you that your kids need to be masked. Your children need to be masked. Everybody needs to be masked every time they're indoors. We shouldn't have these large gatherings going on. Constant criticism of every little thing you do to find a bit of joy in this era, they criticize. And then when a very legitimate question is asked about people who aren't even legally allowed to be in the country. I don't know, are we asking them about their vaccination status? Watch what happened. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test?
0: Well, first of all, I can, re- re- I can readdress for you or re- re-talk you through what that steps the, we take. So
1: for People who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country
0: right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process oh. works. Oh. As individuals, oh. as individuals come across the border, You're paying for this. Uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. Use. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be okay. quarantined. Symptoms. That Quarantine. is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. Oh, I don't no? think it's but the same here. thing. The it's pen not pen the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title
1: 42 specifically because of covid now we know the obvious inconsistency here we know we're just allowing people from europe to fly here if they are vaccinated we know what the rule is for people to fly here why is it different from the people who are walking here and i will mark this to point this out to you the people who are flying here are doing it legally they're allowed to come The people who are walking over the border are not allowed to come. And for some reason, we have a lower standard for them. This back and forth blows up about 90 percent of the policy recommendations made by the Biden administration when it comes to COVID. Well, you're coming across the border. Are you going to be vaccinated? We don't even check. We don't even check. Now, you might say, okay, well, how would you check? How would you even know? How would you even know? Well, I don't know. I guess you could at least ask, right? That would be point number one. But point number two, which is fascinating, is you might say like, well, how would they vaccinate them on the border? By the supply they have at the border. This is from the U.S. uh, This is from the Daily Mail. Excuse me. The U.S. does not require vaccinations for migrants entering at the southern border, though they are offered a Johnson and Johnson shot. They have the shots. There, and they're not making the migrants take them. Why? At the very freaking least, we could require that. Maybe some of them would go back. Maybe they're all anti-vaxxers down there in Venezuela, and they need to go back home. Whatever the reason is, at the very least, we can ask them to, uh, to, to be vaccinated if they're coming in the country. But Peter Doocy doesn't even set that standard. He sets the same standard... That was brought up about this, I guess, coming eventually rule about a vaccine mandate, which is you have to be vaccinated or you have to take a test once a week. We can't even test the migrants. Okay, vaccination is a private decision. Again, I don't I can't believe the administration is making this point, but let's just dream for a moment. Vaccination is a private decision that you make with your healthcare uh, workers and doctors. So we're not going to force migrants to take the vaccine. I, there's so many problems with the Biden administration making that argument. I can't even I don't have enough time in the show to cover them, but you can't even test them. You can't test them Obvious. Why would anyone think you're taking COVID seriously if you can't test illegal immigrants coming into the country? Which, by the way, as we find out, as we all knew, going into this uh, debacle, many of the migrants, anyone who's there other than a single male is basically being released into the country. They've flown some single males back to Haiti. Everybody else is going to be in the country Uh, able to avoid their their scheduled court date in 2026. And then we have to actually sit here and say, oh, well, if they're not going to be, they don't plan to be here for an extended amount of time. Are you nuts? These people have sold every one of their possessions to walk up there with a bag of clothes and takeout food to cross the border to live here. That is a long period of time. And I don't know if you know this, if you have COVID, you don't need to be here for a long period of time to pass it to someone. That's not how it works. If that was how it worked, we would have totally different scenarios. We would have a totally different approach to COVID. And her idea that it's so it's so incredibly frustrating. All of this is so frustrating. And it keeps going back over and over and over again to this hypocrisy. Hypocrisy that puts them in a position that they couldn't possibly be trusted by the American people. How, who could trust them? You think Democrats actually trust these people? They don't. They might say that they do. They might support them more than they support Donald Trump. They might still want their abortion fund and their, their high, super-duper high taxes so they can live off rich people. They might like all that, but they don't trust these people either. No one could. It's impossible. Any human being that has actually interacted with another human being knows these people are constantly lying. All the time, every day, every time they open their mouths, they are saying things that are untrue. So what do you do with this information? We're in a situation where they have control of everything. Thanks, Georgia, for that, by the way. We can't block anything that they're doing. We have to sit here and just hope and pray at the altar of Joe Manchin to save us. As of right now, I guess that's holding. We'll see how long and how far that goes. Constant hypocrisy. All we need and we don't, you know, look, we've had some good tools that have come up in the covid battle. Right. We've done some good things on the border in the past that can help. Uh, slow down uh, the process of illegal immigrants. We can, we can improve the immigration system for people who should be here and make it easier for people who should be here to get here. Not make it insane. There's a lot of things we can do. But it's hard to get any progress on anything when every single time you hear a person like Jen Psaki or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Ed- Anthony Blinken or any of these people talk, they're lying. Constant lying all the time. The easier way... To fight back against something like COVID is to give rational, reliable information that you don't change every two weeks. Other than that, it's about people making their own decisions. We can't even hit that standard in this country. And honestly, we're not even close. You know, when we talk about the serious things that go on in this country, so often we're talking about tragic situations. And we talk about the policies around them all the time. We talk about what's happened to people. A lot of times it's people who were way too young, who died in unexpected ways. And so often that's kind of where we leave the stories, right? We talk about the lead up. We talk about what could have been done to stop it. But then when those incidents happen and someone is lost, a lot of times there's no one else there. To sit back and say, gosh, they didn't even have a will, for example. They had nothing set up. These people didn't expect for this to happen to them. And now their families are in a state of constant uh, terror to try to put this stuff back together. At trustandwill.com, you can set up an estate plan. It's easy, it's convenient, it's secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care, all from the comfort of your own home. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. I feel like this stuff can be intimidating at times. I know I'm, I'm like that. I get a little bit, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. It's nice to have that backing of actual customer support that can help you walk through this process. Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning, the category tr- uh, leader on trust pilot and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families' assets and legacy. Gain peace of mind at TrustAndWill.com/stew. You'll get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go right now. It's really important. You got to get this off your list. Uh, 10% off, plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash stew. Trustandwill.com slash stew. I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck. His new special is coming up next 9 p.m. Eastern here on Blaze TV. It's called The United States of Venezuela. How to Prepare for Our Economic Collapse. Another uplifting message from Glenn Beck. It's what I do
0: best. It is what it's you what do I best. what I do best.
1: You paint a, a picture that is, is quite scary. Um, which I, I would expect from you. That's why I come yeah. to your program right, in the first right, place. Right, right. But it's interesting in that I think, like we really are starting to feel the beginnings of this in our mm-hmm. real lives. Things are delayed. Um, we, we've talked about the car industry. I mean, GM is making 800,000 fewer cars than they were expected to. This year, 800,000 delays all over the place. Uh, Prices are going up. Things that you expect to be available are not available. This isn't just a COVID disruption. So, no, it's so it is, um, I
0: guess, tonight's show, if you were watching it anyplace else in the world, you'd be like, oh, yeah, look at how bad America's problems are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, these are all first world problems, whiny problems at this point. Okay, but they are signals of things to come your life and your lifestyle is going to be much much different Um, they are they are closing the door of opportunity for many people we're we're moving to a world where um there will be the elites and then the rest um and it's not socialism it's really really corrupt capitalism it is it's the china model really Mm -hmm. and you and i've been talking about the people that just disappear in china lately um it is um it is something that i think people can prepare for um it's something that people need to understand fully because the only way to stop it is through your local towns and states it's the only way well, because
1: you've talked about you talked about a little bit uh, on radio today about how we could be looking at f- you know, major food shortages and starvation and things. Stu, of that. when level. you look
0: at what they're doing with um, food, th- these are all of these things. Imagine taking um, the globe and saying we're going to redesign the financial system of the entire globe and we're going to do it in a five year period. OK, be quite a challenge, be quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. OK, now we're also going to redesign the way the globe works together in the international framework. And we're all going to get on the same framework for global warming. Now, add on top of that, uh, we're also going to change the monetary system around the whole globe. Mm. Oh, one other thing, um, we're going to change the way food is grown uh what can be eaten what can't all the way down to the from the ground to the table the distribution system and it has to be equitable profit can't be a part this this from the plan when it comes to food profit can't be part of the equation well you're going to lead to massive starvation The the changes that they are talking about doing it, it's like it's like it's written by a bunch of third graders who have never seen a problem in their life because they just assume that all of this is going to work out really well and that people will go along with it. And I don't think either of those are going to happen.
1: No, I don't think so either. Uh, You know, predicting calamity when it comes to food, like environmentalists have lost a lot of bets on the uh, wagering that we are not going to be able to sustain our population levels. We're not going to be able to feed the people that exist. Why did those go wrong? Why did their predictions go Mm -hmm. wrong? I I would argue because of capitalism, right? Because of the free market and people had better ideas, different ideas. People made money
0: on you know, like them or not, Monsanto, they could make money on things. And so they found out better ways to grow things Mm -hmm. and better ways to get it there. If you have all central planning and everything has to come from the top, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about from the very top, they tell all of the farmers what to do, what they can plant, where they can plant, when they can plant, what animals they can raise, all of it. I mean, it is it is central planning from the from the
1: extreme. OK, so I can see the fear there because this has been tried at the like a Mao. national level. Mao's done it. They did it. The Soviets Stalin. did it. Um, and it's led to incredible Massive death starvation. and starvation and struggle and poverty and everything else. But like there's a huge step between where, you know, where we are, where where America is today and that. Type of control and certainly not from a global level how do we get from where we are now to, to this terrible future 10 years
0: i mean how did how did venezuela go from go from where they were we're already 20 years into the decay now okay so the america that i know or knew in 20 uh, in uh, 2001 that america's gone that's the zenith really of america and it's it's might of entrepreneurship and everything else everything else has been decaying all that time well that's the same thing it took about 30 years in in venezuela and the last 10 happened lightning fast so it just cascades out of control because you can't because these people think that they can predict every possible consequence there's always unforeseen consequences of things things don't always work out of to course. exactly your there's design. No solutions, there's only trade offs correct and so what happens if somebody doesn't fall in line it, we're seeing this this the, the, the covid the vaccination things it's not about your health the 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 um, masks it's not about your health It was about your health. You would explain it in a different way, and the doctors would be able to explain it to their patients, and we'd all take it, Mm -hmm. okay? Same with the masks. This is about control. This is about punishing people if you don't toe the line. That's what they're trying to teach people right now. Toe the line, or you will pay a very big price. They've put a lot of our small businesses out, Okay. Being an entrepreneur doesn't pay. Why, did, why, why didn't they help the little guy? Instead, they helped Home Depot and everybody else. You, the ownership, the way you get ahead in America is you have nothing, you work hard, maybe you come up with an idea, you start a business, you save enough money, you buy a home. Home ownership is what pushes us into another class, okay? Not going to be able to own a home by 2030. They're destroying the business aspect of it. You're going to work for a labor union. Well, everyone I know worked for a labor union, worked for a labor union, and what they started as pretty much in the ballpark where they ended. Success stories don't go like this in labor unions. Mm. Okay? They're taking all of the chances for
1: you to jump out of class. They're all going away. There's one th- thing, though, for this to happen in Venezuela, right? We have a tradition here and a constitution that's supposed to defend us uh, against <laughs> these out? things. Well, I mean, so far, a lot better than Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it would have to be we are moving the wrong direction. Remember I what Condi Rice said
0: to me in 2005, six, whenever we were on CNN? I remember she was on with us and she said something. And during the commercial break, I went. And I said to you, that's the scariest thing I've heard in a while. And you remember what she said? Is it shark bumps? These, no, <laughs> close. Yeah. These are the birth pangs, birth pangs of things right. to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Birth pangs. Really think of birth pangs. Um, they, they're far apart and they're pretty mild. Okay. They're noticeable, but they're mild. Mm-hmm. Then start to get stronger and stronger. And as they get stronger and stronger, they get closer and closer together. We are we're we're about to deliver something in the next 10 years we're delivering a new child into the world and it's a global birth those things are going to come look how fast things happen now it's happening one giant thing after one giant thing
1: after one giant thing we're giving birth to something yeah I've been thinking about this a little bit, especially since Afghanistan, in that there was always this idea that we were sort of in a de- decline as a nation, a great superpower in decline. They're managing the decline, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first time, I think, as watching the Afghanistan thing go down the way it did, it felt like it, it wasn't, we weren't in decline. It was declined. Like, this is... is it over. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I almost feel like we're kind of at that point where... Uh, the dvd industry was a few years ago where like everyone knows it's over they're still selling some dvds i mean mm-hmm. it's not a terrible business to be and you could mm-hmm. still make some profits selling dvds but like we all know it's a dead technology mm-hmm. uh, that's what it feels like because that's what our leadership feels yeah Okay. our
0: leadership believes that it's over that we are blockbuster mm and uh we just have to recognize that we're blockbuster and we had some great things but now it's time to jump on this new bandwagon well i don't think we're blockbuster i don't think we're outdated because of the entrepreneurial spirit and the the way america is designed that'd be like saying we were over when we were getting out of horse and buggies and going to cars and electricity and refrigeration It we didn't mean that we were over They are they are intentionally just pulling the plug on things that bring us down to the world's level. What you saw in Afghanistan is the elite saying, you know what, America, we can't be the world's policeman anymore. It never works. It's no good, even though that's not what they really believe. Um, You know, the troops are bad. Everything else, we cause all this. And we shouldn't we shouldn't be the role model for all these other countries. Pull the plug. They did. They isolated us from all of the NATO countries. They isolated us and they put us in a secondary seat. Now, China is really the one that can control the world. We don't have any clout anymore. I mean, it's on its last legs. It could be saved, but it better be saved pretty quickly. We have... We've diminished ourselves and we're gonna continue to diminish ourselves until we get, until we can say to each other, honestly, look, you might've voted for that guy. You might've, and I might've voted for the other guy. It doesn't matter. Do you see any of these things being good things? Mm -hmm. Do you see anything
1: on this horizon that looks like a good thing? Well, that's where the pushback comes, right? We have a structural pushback in the Constitution and our traditions, but the American people, there's a good chunk of them that are not gonna roll over for this type of thing. I mean, I think really, uh, yeah, don't you think? I mean, I, there's a lot of people that would never wear a mask for two years. But I mean, there are a lot of people who are not wearing masks for two years. Right. Like, I mean, you look at the the hypocrisy from you know the mayor of San Francisco, uh, mayor of Chicago, mayor of D.C., uh, Gavin Newsom, you know, all these people who are flouting and, and going against these the rules that they themselves have put in. And there is a pushback to that. I mean, we saw in California, obviously, there's a recall effort, eventually unsuccessful, but a good chunk of the, Ameri- of the uh-huh. people of California even revolted against that. Um, I don't know. You, you think we just take this stuff and let no. it happen? I mean, I, it doesn't seem like no, the, I don't. the American people. I don't.
0: Um, but I think people need to be um, prepared for what life is going to be like, especially if you are an outsider um you know people like us uh, it's not going to be easy to do business it's not going to be easy and some of us will be made examples of um, because that's the way these things always work you make an example of these people um, and that way it scares all the followers Um, and i think that's i think that is coming uh, sooner rather than later i'm always wrong on timing but this is coming this world is coming and we have to have uh, a plan on what can be done. And I, I outline that at the, towards the end of the show
1: tonight. Mm. Well, for any of our overlords that happen to be listening, if you need someone to make an example of Glenn Beck is a great one. Uh, he's doing a show. You should watch it because it's really going to get you upset. United States of Venezuela, how to prepare for our economic collapse starts in just a little bit. 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to grab a subscription to Blaze TV at blazetv.com stu You can watch that show, all the back episodes as well. Promo code is stu, because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you will save 10 bucks off your subscription as well. Glenn, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Stu. So, say you follow me, Stubergear, on Facebook. If you aren't, you should. There's some really cool stuff coming that we're working on for Facebook right now. Uh, But anyway, if you follow me on Facebook, but you don't see our content like you're supposed to see our content because of those evil big tech people holding us down, uh, here's the secret solution, okay? Click the follow button or Hold it down on your phone. There's a top secret little menu there that lets you mark me, Stuber Gear, as your favorite. And obviously, I am your favorite. Please, I need self reassurance. Uh, so, today, make Stuber Gear one of your favorite pages. If you do that and drop a comment in today's show feed, we're going to be featuring some of them on the show. Lots of fun. Make sure you participate at the Stuber Gear Facebook page. All right here's another show that you can watch when you're not watching stew does america you can watch gwyneth paltrow with her new program uh, called sex love and goop now goop is probably the worst word i've ever heard in my entire life and it makes me shudder just saying it uh however apparently this is a show worthwhile of netflix or at least they wanted to promote it as a show that you should watch this is the best thing they could come up with watch we're having sex. It's a show about sex. We're going to talk about sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire trailer. That is legitimately the entire trailer of the show. I have the teaser trailer, I suppose. We're talking about sex. It's a show about sex. Ha 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 Netflix. Bizarre. Uh, I am not interested. I don't know. There's something about Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow is a famous actress. She's been a sex symbol. She's like the most attractive person that grosses me out in the world. I don't know what it is. Now, look, I gross out everybody. So I'm not I I understand. I'm not saying um, that that's, you know, but she's like a famous, you know, good looking actress. And like, I don't know, maybe she's just she says the word goop and she says the word vagina too much. And those two words should never be said. So we'll just move on from that. Um, the Wire" is another is a show that has had slightly better uh, reviews than the new "goop" show. Um, the guy who does that show, uh, David Simon, um, he is, has a new show. Uh, that was supposed to be happening in Texas. However, he said this is beyond politics. I'm turning in scripts next month on an HBO nonfiction miniseries based on events in Texas, but I can't and I won't ask female cast and crew to forego civil liberties to film there. What else looks like Dallas-Fort Worth? Well, first of all, as someone who lives in Dallas-Fort Worth, get out, okay? <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you here. And how many abortions was your staff going to have while they were here? I mean, are they having like what three, four a week? What, they can't, they can't get, they can't go a couple of months without an abortion. It seems like uh, it doesn't seem like a too tough of an ask. I mean, you're supposed to be working, <laughs> can you stay out of the clinic for a couple of months while we film this stupid show? I don't think it's that hard to ask for that, but apparently it is. By the way, they're going to be you saw that the the Texas abortion law finally had they had a doctor who did an abortion and then intentionally wrote an op ed about it. Please sue me. He was sued by a couple of people. My guess is these people are pro-choice people, not even pro-life people, because the pro-choice people want to get this thing into the courts. I think pro-life people were like, yeah, let's just sit back and uh, the lawsuit will be threatened the entire time and we'll never do it. And hopefully they'll just they'll just be scared. That worked for a couple of weeks. Uh, However, now the lawsuit's going through the court system. And I think, you know, even a lot of pro-life legal minds believe this is going to be overturned. The real case really, I think, comes in Mississippi long term. We'll see how that goes. But that's your update. No new show from David Simon in Texas. We're all crying here. You've probably had a protein bar before, but have you ever had a built bar? Built bars are totally different than the old crappy protein bars. I remember when they first kind of came out, they had some of those brands and like those people like hanging off of mountains. I I don't even want to drive by a mountain. I'm way too lazy to do those sorts of things. And they tasted sort of like cardboard mixed with a little bit of peanut butter. That was basically the flavor. The world has changed. Built Bar is here. They have great flavors. Coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and more. They have nine all the time. There's some banana pudding thing or something my wife just got from Built Bar. There's always Built Bars in my house. There's a whole f- shelf of the fridge for them because you need to chill them, as my wife always tells me. Built Bars have 18 grams of protein, uh, up to 180 calories. That's the high, so I mean, that's not a lot of calories. And they taste like a candy bar. They fill you up. They make you feel good. They're not going to break your uh, diet. Uh, There's no way to lose. Built.com is the place to go to find these things. Built.com. If you use the promo code Stu15, you will save 15% off your first order. And that's how they know you like this stupid show. Promo code Stu15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Built.com. Stu15. Okay, forget what you think about vaccines for a second. I just want to talk about the media narratives around it right now. It's so frustrating. What's the media narrative? All these bastard right-wingers who just don't want to get their vaccines. They're the problem. They're terrible. And the, the, all these lies on YouTube and, and Twitter are the reason why all these people are doing these crazy things. Okay, what's the reality of the situation? The government says they never—they don't have any responsibility in this, right? That's, it's not their problem. They didn't do anything wrong. It's those evil people on YouTube. Let me just show you the chart of doses from the beginning to now. Here we go. You see it rise super, super high. And then the government steps in and says, oh, we're not sure about Johnson Johnson vaccine. Uh, OK, it's OK. Now it's fine. Ten days later. And as you see, literally the exact day. It drops from its high all the way down to the bottom. And then with Delta coming in and more people getting infected and whatever happens, it starts to rise again and it rises for two consecutive months. And then you know what happened? Joe Biden says all vaccines are mandated. And what has happened? It's dropped again. Every time the government says anything about this, they they screw up what they say they want, if that's actually what they want. I just can't take the media nonsense anymore. Uh, so we had to do a little palooza. Back in a second. We talked about crappy Netflix shows earlier in the program. Don't forget, there's another crappy one coming out next month with Colin Kaepernick, a biopic of Colin Kaepernick. I can't wait. By the way, if you're watching the NFL, you're at a tailgate, you gotta have a shirt or a mug. Maybe the best one ever. Uh, always remember... Before Colin Kaepernick took a knee, he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Never forget that. He didn't lose his job for taking a knee. He lost it before he took a knee to Blaine Gabbert. Remind people of that. StuDoesMerch.com. StuDoesMerch.com. Okay, here's what happened. Kid is trying to win a blue ribbon at a science fair uh, at the Kansas State Fair. He's got a bunch of bugs. He's shown off all of his random bugs. He identifies this one cool bug. It's called a spotted lanternfly. The only issue is it's an invasive insect, and the feds crack down. Now the boy, after winning the blue ribbon, is under federal investigation. <laughs> Unbelievable. Officials are unsure how the single spotted lanternfly landed in Kansas. My guess is flight, then gravity? I- How do they usually land? I don't know. All I know is we're letting 15,000 Haitians cross the border and one bug gets into Kansas and it's a federal investigation of a child. Something makes me think our priorities are just a tad out of whack.